George cheat on me? Why does any man cheat? Well, there are two popular theories. One, men are victims of an evolutionary process which genetically programs their sexual habits. What's the other theory? Men are scum. Hi, Rose. We brought dinner. What'd you get? A bucket of chicken. <laughs> I hope you like it extra flat and crispy. <laughs> Stanley, what do you want? Dorothy, I know you still mad at me for spoiling our wedding, but I've got some news, big news, and I thought you might want to hear about it. You've misjudged me. Doesn't she have the most adorable little sneeze? <laughs> it's okay, I didn't want my salad anyway. Listen, you punk. <laughs> If you want to fight with someone, you're going to have to fight with me. But I warn you, I did time in Attica. <laughs> Attica's a men's prison. I know. I was there a year before they found out. <laughs> Sorry, Chief. I didn't mean to ruffle your feathers. Oh, darling. That was magnificent. How did you ever pull that off? I work in the public school system. It's not that different from me. <laughs> Oh, here, honey, this is for you. I'm afraid to open it. What if it's from Myra? Oh, come on, Rose. Well, what if it's got a deadly black spider in it that's going to leap out and bite me the minute I open it? <laughs> oh, welcome to the Dr. Zeus podcast. That was, of course, the late, the great B. Arthur, who played Dorothy Spornak in Golden Girls and Maud. Now, Maud was before my time, but I've seen reruns. I can see why she, you know, she was such an icon. You know, she did Auntie Mame, you know, with Angela Lansbury. And unfortunately, Lucille Ball. I love Lucille Ball, but come on. You couldn't play Mame for shit. The Dr. Zeus podcast is brought to you by my love for the Golden Girls. And um, unfortunately, 10 years ago, um, B. Arthur died of cancer. Uh, it, it, it was sad because uh, a year before that, um, Estelle Getty had died of dementia. And then a year after B. Arthur died, Rue McCallaghan, McCallaghan died. Uh, I was such a big Golden Girls fan. I grew up in the 80s. I remember being a little, little kid and watching the Golden Girls and how distinct... B. Arthur's voice was, and as a little kid, I didn't understand it. I just knew that she was B. Arthur. She had this uh, distinguished voice, and I remember years ago, um, she was at the Emmy Awards, and they paired her with Harvey Firestein, uh, and their voices. I mean, you know, he he talks like this, you know, and um, she had that voice. Uh, yeah, so it was, it was interesting, I'm, I'm such a fan, and, you know, yeah, so last night, I, uh, as I was doing the show, I received, huh, 
a message from a friend of mine who is doing very well, still on the mend, and I wanted to just give him a shout out. You know, uh, he too liked the Golden Girls. I don't know if he still watches them like I do. You know, or as he told me, or I think his mom told him this, that Florida is God's waiting room. So, you know, that's why the Golden Girls took place in Florida. Yeah. Right now, um, Betty White is the only one left. Betty is almost 100 years old. And um, it's, it's, it's kind of funny, you know. Rose Nyland is the... But see, she's nothing like Rose. I mean, she's nothing like Sue Ann Nivens. This icon of television... And, you know, and, they, and, and her and B. Arthur didn't always get along. And that's unfortunate. You know, um, I loved all four of them. But in particular, I loved Sophia Petrillo, played by the amazing Estelle Getty. Uh, just everything that came out of Sophia's mouth was like, whoa. And, and she had her moments, you know, um, like when her son died. And I think she won an Emmy for that. My favorite, though, is where she's sitting with Dorothy. And Dorothy says to her, you know, remember what she told me when you came to this country and you saw the Statue of Liberty? And she's like, I was amazed. You see, I was amazed women in this country shave under their arms. So, you know, yeah. (laughs) I think everyone overly states Dorothy's love of condoms. You know, she had so many great one-liners. Sometimes just a look. B. Arthur was the queen of those looks. And um, what I loved about Golden Girls, that the, the theme, the opening theme, where Dorothy just puts her, tries to put her fist in her mouth. I mean, it is hilarious. The whole show... With these four icons, and B. Arthur was the star. I mean, all four of them were the star. But you know what's funny is she'd become so iconic after Maud that when the Golden Girl script was running through Hollywood, her, she said that her agent said to her, "Why aren't you doing? Are you doing this a new TV?" series and she says no and she says there's a script going around saying Dorothy a B. Arthur like character and she had to read for it after that and and that's how she became Dorothy Spornak was they wrote and with um, B. Arthur in, in mind a lot of people are now starting to come out with these these stories that B. Arthur served in the military, and she did. And her real name... Um, I'm trying to remember it. I mean, I don't want to look it up. Uh, let me see. B. Arthur. Um, I, B. Arthur is very important, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay, she was born Bernice Frankel. In Brooklyn, New York, May 13th, 1922, and left this mortal coil, April 25th, 2009. I remember when she died, I was so sad, because I love the Golden Girls. I truly did. I still I still do. 
Um, a couple years ago, I received, I think it was last year, my two-year anniversary gift. It was an Amazon gift card and about the Golden Girls. All seven seasons. So thank you for being a friend, you know. B. Arthur had an interesting upbringing. She was tall. She had that voice. What's interesting is she left $300,000 to a gay and lesbian um, homeless shelter in New York City. And in 2012, I was going to donate money to Hurricane Sandy and um, because it was so devastating. And I think I donated a little. And then my friend, Mr. Texas, who comes on here sometimes, says, you know, there's this center that specializes in gay, gay and lesbian youth. The Alley, um, I need to say it right, center. And and he had told me about B. Arthur. He said, you love the Golden Girls, right? And I said, yes, I did. I donated, um, okay, donated, you know, about uh, $300,000 to the center and they and they have a, a wing i think it's called the b arthur's uh, let's see here i'm looking okay all oh, that said she was two and a half weeks short of her 87th birthday when she died she survived by two sons and two granddaughters okay let's see ah B. Arthur bequeathed $300,000 to the Alley Forney Center, a New York City organization that provides home, housing for homeless LGBT youths. The center was heavily damaged on October 12th by Hurricane Sandy. That's when I donated. But it has since been restored and reopened. The B. Arthur Residence, which opened in 2017, is an 18-bed residence in Manhattan for homeless LGBT youth operated by Alley Forney Center. So... B. Arthur was not just a, a, a comedy icon, but an icon to those who loved her. I mean, you know, the gay community, we loved her. We still do. And, you know, she, especially during the 80s, um, when standing up for, you know, the LGBT was not popular, and she did it. And I want to just give her kudos. And she's fucking hilarious. You know what's interesting, though, was originally Elaine fucking Stretch, I loved Elaine Stretch, was gonna was auditioning for the Dorothy role. And she used a four-letter word. She said, I want to try and use it in the script. And the, and the creative writer said no. And she did it anyway. And she basically, you know, was not right for that role. She talks about that in her one-woman show, you know. But, um, oh my goodness, B. Arthur. The la I, I don't think it's the last thing she did. She gave interviews up until the point that she was, you know, not, not doing well. They did like a Pamela Anderson roast. And she read excerpts from Pamela Anderson's biography. Courtney Love was there. B. Arthur was probably like, what? You know, and and of course, Lisa Lampanelli, that motherfucker. I love her. 
And um, B. Arthur was just reading these passages about sex and and kept looking at Pamela Anderson. <laughs> like, why, what is this filth? You know, and then there's Tommy Lee and all that other shit. You know, I remember when Golden Girls ended and then they tried to do the Golden Palace and B. Arthur guest starred on two episodes. It was like a, a, a two-parter where Sophia was missing and all that other shit. And, and then after that, the show just... I mean, it tanked. It had Cheech Marin, Don Cheadle... You know, it was okay. It wasn't funny, funny. Um, it didn't have the pizzazz and the fucking craziness of Golden Girls. That house. You know, the lanai. I think everyone is like, I want a lanai too, you know. Um, but B. Arthur, the queen of the one-liners, you know, um, like the, they were doing the murder mystery and, and Sophia's like, you know, I could really get, not now, ma. Or um, there's a great moment when Blanche's brother is talking about his boyfriend. And he's like, well, he'd bend over backwards for me. And Dorothy grabs Sophia's mouth and covers it. And she says, sometimes I just love hugging my mommy. (laughs) Because, you know, Sophia was ready. And Sophia had no tax cells. So she would say whatever. And, um, you know, I think people forget, those of us who are younger, that she was on Broadway. You know, she was Auntie, Auntie Mame's best friend, Vera Charles, who drank and passed out and partied. You know, and um, was, was this icon. And then Maud, I think, did a, an episode on All in the Family. And that was it. That's how she got her her series mod. And the rest is history. And so I didn't want to, you know, t- do the whole show about B. Arthur because she's not here. You know, we can't seance her. It just wouldn't happen. We're not going to seance Carrie Fisher tonight. You know, um, I just want to talk about the show and how great the show is and the format. I forgot to add the music last night, so that's why last night's episode sound basically sounds like shit, okay? It sounds like shit. And um but you know, you try multi I, I wasn't so much multitasking. My my thought process was overtaking cuz here is this this friend of mine who I really love dearly. I haven't spoken to him in a long long time. And all sorts of emotions are running through my head. It's like, whoa, you know, you're here. You made it. You made it. And I don't think he really has to tell me what he's been through, you know, over time. But it's like you can, I can just kind of sense it a lot. So much so that it would fill two volumes of an of a novel. He's such an amazing writer, you know. And of course, he's got the voice. It's a lot better than mine. I mean, he could he could turn um, the straightest of men 
questioning just by that voice, the voice, because, you know, $20 is $20. Um, yeah, you know, very, very smart. Um, very quick wit, you know, um, I mean, before that, I didn't know what accoutrements were. Well, I, I kind of did, but he he's this wordsmith, you know, he did this really great interview, which he doesn't like, but I think it's funny, where he was on the radio, and he's talking to the interviewer, and he's talking about Elton John, and, um... The Feather Boa, I think that's what I remember. I still have that interview somewhere. I know he doesn't want to hear it. I'm not I'm not going to play it on this show because, you know, that's someone else's podcast. This is my podcast, motherfuckers. Um, you know, yeah. Last night we talked about mixed signals. My friend Adam Rehab, as he likes to be called really is one big mixed signal. But I'm sure my voice my my friend's voice would turn him questioning as well, you know. Um it's almost like Moses when he parts the sea. And here my friend just has to talk and that's it. Hey boy. Yeah. <laughs> that's reserved for someone else and we're not talking about Britney Spears. Um you know the only good thing about Britney Spears, and you're going to think, oh, you're so fucked up. But it's true. It's her boyfriend. It's like, whoa, who's that? He dating you? <laughs> I know it's wrong of me to say, but, you know, she is a musketeer. She's not Madonna. I saw the Madonna video. It was okay. I thought it would be a little steamier, you know. Um... Lip syncing was a little off key. But hey. She's got that fucking pirate thing over her eye. And it's like, okay, you're wearing a grill enough. And then you've got your eye. You're not ca- you're not Captain Crunch, okay? I don't know what the fuck your problem is. Or One-Eyed Willie. My friend has a cat named One-Eyed Willie. Um, maybe that's who Madonna's channeling. Who knows? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's interesting, you know, after all these years, after 200 years, she's still relevant to an extent. <laughs> you know, I will say, to quote Madonna, that the video was a little reductive. You know, we've seen it all. Um, but, you know, she moved to Lisbon, Portugal, and... I have Portuguese ancestors, and I'm sure they'd get a laugh out of the fact that Madonna lives there, you know, trying to sing in Spanish. Well, Madonna, I got to tell you something, honey, and I know you got a lot of Brazilian singers on your new album. There's a difference between Brazilian Portuguese and Portugal's Portuguese. And I hope you figured that out by now, okay? You know, I know that you like to read and, you know, don't get it twisted, bitch. Um, but hopefully you um, can distinguish the fact that um, the Atlantic Portuguese that my family speaks is a lot different than Brazil's kind of a Portuguese, okay? It's a lot different. 
<sighs> you gotta get out of, that out of the way. You know what I mean? Now, mine. <laughs> I want to give a couple of shut the fuck up to the administration who continues. Oh, I'm not scared to be impeached. It's okay. Nancy Pelosi's number three. Mike Pence doesn't seem very strong anyway, so let's get it over with, okay? Nancy Pelosi, president. Um, I want to give a shout-out to B. Arthur, wherever she is. I want to give a shout-out to Shit Happens When You Party Naked, um, Jason and, uh, you know, Christina. Um, thank you. I'm very happy for both of you. I can't wait. I just can't wait. <coughs> and I will <coughs> Ooh, save that guy for later. I want to give a shout out to my friend um who will one day one day be on this show. Unpleasant dreams. Good evening. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus podcast. It's Wednesday if you're nasty. And tonight we have a guest. Someone has decided to make an appearance. What is your name? Good evening. This is Alabama Governor K. Ivey. Oh, you're the bitch in the news. You've just set I the world back. Restoring the sanctity of life. Uh huh. So, who's going to take care of all those unwanted babies? I believe every life is precious. Yes, but what's going to happen when there's a baby born with deformity, a baby born of rape, a baby who's only going to live a couple of days, um, and you're going to make the mother go through that? Every life is precious. Mm-hmm. Every life is precious, huh? What about the man who raped the woman and got her knocked up? Is is his life precious? Every life is precious. Uh huh. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back Mr. Texas. Alabama Governor K. No, bitch, it's Mr. Texas. This is Alabama Governor K. Mr. Texas uh, likes staying in his little impression, doesn't he? Good evening. This is Alabama Governor K. Um, You haven't been on the show in a couple of months. What you been doing? Dying? <laughs> No, I have a sex change. Oh. Well, I tried to get you-know-who on here, and he said he's not up to it yet. Of course not, you know. But he did tell me a lot has changed for him, but he's happy to be alive. Oh, what's what's changed? Um, um, mainly stuff due to the surgery. Of course, can't get it up anymore. That's fucked up, bitch. We're not going to reveal that on the show. <laughs> That's not true, actually. So, we'll have him on one of these days when he's feeling up to it. Because um, we are horny. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, I don't know. Um, so, what you been doing? I mean, the podcast hasn't heard from you since, you know, Trump had a vasectomy. You know, I've been just around town. Yeah, the Piggly Wiggly getting fucked. Two I've been having a good old time. Two pieces of chicken, huh? You know, I've just been having a good old time. A good old time, huh? I've been minding my own business. If you notice, Bruce Jenner is no longer in the lexicon, so I would drop that. 
Well, you know, this is my normal voice. Well, I have a guest for you tonight, and and she's a part of our of our cast, and I don't uh, know if I don't know if you've met her yet. Um, will you please welcome the very dead but uh, spiritual Carrie Fisher? Hello, Carrie. Hi, this is Carrie Fisher. What the fuck do you want? Hello, hello, Carrie. Yes. What's the afterlife like? Well, Doris Day is here, <laughs> if you believe that. I heard Big Inge is there. Yeah, but she's not Doris Day. Doris Day is a Republican who loved gays, okay? Yes, I'm very familiar. Um, We did an interview with her in the hot tub. You know, I've been a hot tub. Yes. You know, Star Wars is coming out in December, and I'm in the final one. It's like Beetlejuice all over again. You know, what was the gayest character on Star Wars? The gayest character? Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Tell me about him. Tell me about Judo. You like doing this Bruce Jenner impression. You sound like a man with his dick cut open. What is that all about? You know, I'm just talking very naturally. Your whole family is imploding. My whole family is amazing. They don't even give you the time of day anymore. I don't need the time of day. I'm the time of light. Okay, that's fucked up and seriously ill. Um, I'm going to take a rest because I'm in the afterlife. And Dr. Juice is going to return, okay? I'd like to reach Dr. Oz. Sorry, he's not here. Hello, this is... No, this is the Dr. Seuss podcast. That was Carrie Fisher. No, no more Big Inch. Doris Day will talk to you. I'll take Big Ange. Doris 200. Day will talk to you. Big Ange for 200. <laughs> what the fuck do you want, bitch? Is this Biggie? Is this Biggie Ange? Where the fuck have you been? You've been, you been, you been, been lube. No, no. You've been, been lubing up Oz. your cannoli. I've been hanging with Dr. Oz. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't kill you yet. He's worse than Dr. Kavorkian. What do you think of Dr. Oz? He's worse than Dr. Kavorkian. I just told you. I already gave you some good hope. No, I hear he gave you some good head. My name is, uh, my name's, uh, Caitlin. Yeah. I gotta go, okay? Bye. Bye, Biggie. This is the Dr. Seuss podcast where moments like that happen often. So tell me, where you been doing, KFC? You know, I've been around town. Yeah. Um, I'd rather talk to the real you, not some Caitlin. I'm not I'm not Kate. So did you like get out of rehab or something? Or are you like Amy Winehouse I've, now? I've been locked up. Where, where what were you locked up in a box? 
I was locked up for multiple reasons. For what? I love how you said that. Say that again. It sounds so demonic. I was locked up for multiple reasons. Now you sound like Chris Crocker. Well, you know, I am Chris. Did you know Britney's never going to perform again? Talk to me about why. Uh, the manager, you know, all I could think of was, you know, who, um, who worships her is probably just going to go and have a sex change and try to be Britney now. Oh, we're all friends here. Uh huh. So, how's the divorce? You know, it's wonderful. And where did where did you get locked up for? Uh, multiple multiple personalities. Oh, you were in the nut house. How did you know? Who who committed you? The state. Your mother didn't commit you. I bet she was waiting to do that. It was a state bitch. Oh, it was a sandwich. The state bitch. <laughs> Whatever happened to that guy? What did he say? We're gonna make a sandwich. I don't know. I think he fell off the bridge. <laughs> how, how did how did he talk? <laughs> Come on, Andrew, we're going to make a sandwich. <laughs> he told me he was going to make me a pizza. <laughs> He's a sick fucker. I remember one time uh, uh, we were on the, you know, that one network and, um, that one guy was on there and he says, well, he's going to, he said he was going to go off himself and John Michael's wife, like, why don't you do it then? <laughs> yeah. Someone's in the elevator. I, I'm meeting my local... That reminds me, we have a special guest for you tonight who loves elevators. Hi, this is Nancy Pelosi. What are you doing? That sounds like a one big douche. So, as Speaker of the House... We will impeach the fucker. Weren't you a supporter of mine? What have you got in your mouth now? A cock? Eggplant. An eggplant parmesan cock. I'm so moist. So I'm Nancy Pelosi. Do you want to ask me any questions? I'd like, I'd like to know what it's like. What's what like? Being a lady. Being a what? A lady. Well, as Speaker of the House, I hold this gavel in my hand. Never take it home with you. Like a dildo? Maybe. I'm not Judge Judy. What else do you want to know? What's it like being powerful? Being powerful? Well, I can impeach that son of a bitch like Thanos with the snap of my fingers. 
Tiver Munch. Oh, honey, when I have time, I'm from San Francisco. What do you think? <sighs> you ever get gassy? That's my cue. I'm Nancy Pelosi, and I approved of this podcast. And remember, impeach. It's the only way to save abortion. The Dr. Zeus Podcast is brought to you by many different personalities, including the one in the elevator right now, who's making his way to go and douche. I'm Letty Feelgood. Letty Feelgood, that messy little fucker. You know, a guest recently told us whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. Hi, this is Letty Feelgood. Hi, Letty. Are you. Uh, what is your opinion on this new abortion? No, no, it's Letty Feelgood. Oh, Slutty Feelgood, I'm sorry. Hello. Hi, slutty feel good. I'm moist. Well, yes. You should get it taxidermed. I stuck I stuck a tampon up my anus. And did it expand or die? It sure did expand. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I have, like, one of those little portable bidets that I use. What would happen if I stuck a tampon up there? I don't know, but, ooh, I bought this really great sex toy. It's like a jerk-off toy, but it's motorized. Oh, my God. I thought it was going to choke my cock. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Like, it started to get warm, and I thought, "Uh uh-oh, what's happening? You said it was motorized? Yeah, you have to charge it. Mm. Yeah, it was about 50 bucks. On Amazon. Well, people, Mr. Texas has arrived. His piggly wiggly ass is back. Just in time for Christmas. In May, it's gay. So, who locked you up besides the state? Did Mama lock you up? No, Mama Hilton did. Mama what? Mama Hilton. How's your mother doing? She's good. How's uh, how's your divorce? Uh, You know, we're in... We're in discussions. You were never married, bitch. If you were married, kick up a leg. I'm I'm moist. Yeah, you're always moist. Speaking of moist, it's raining here right now. It's very wet. I'm trying to think of the last time you were on this fucking show. Hmm? Were you a D-cup the last time you were here? Oh, 
He's getting it into his medicine right now, aren't you? I sure am. <laughs> Evil little fucker. This is your brain on. <laughs> I've been using a lot. Oh, then it's time for a 1 900 number. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Podcast, where interventions start now. You need to get off that shit. And watch Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones has all the things that you love. Incest, fighting, fucking, more fucking, dragons, Starbucks cups, in a scene. <laughs> Oh, Veep ended. What happened? Oh, you don't want me. You want me to spoil it for you? Let's go ahead and spoil it. So, Selena Meyer becomes president again, but she sacrifices a lot. She um, basically frames uh, Gary, her assistant, for the Meyer Fund, and he goes to prison. Right as she's accepting her nomination for the party. Then it cuts to six months later and she's back in the White House. Nobody from the original team is there except Sue. And then it flash forwards to 24 years. Her funeral. It was crazy. She cut everybody off though. Like her own daughter wouldn't even go to the funeral. When was the last time you watched Veep? When Biden was on it. Oh, that was a long time ago then. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. It was sad, though, because toward the end, so they're doing the coverage of her funeral, and then they, they have a breaking news story, and and it's the death of Tom Hanks at 88, and so Selena Meyer gets stood up again by Tom Hanks. And then they try to put her coffin in this crypt that looked like a vagina. And it wouldn't open at first. <laughs> it was good. But yeah, a lot of she sacrificed a lot of people. She f- sacrificed her own daughter. Because her daughter was a lesbian married to that woman, Marjorie. And she basically had gay marriage overturned so that she could get a nomination. Yeah. So it was a last-minute Betty, you know. So, what do you think of this impeachment? It's not moving fast enough. Huh? Nothing. It's not moving fast enough? Maybe that's your medication. I'm so moist. Yeah. So here at the Dr. Zeus podcast, we'd like to talk to someone in the news right now. Brittany Spears, are you there? It's Brittany. Hey, Britt. How you doing? How are you? I'm fine. Couldn't you liven it up a little? I know those pills aren't working, baby. 
Um, so I hear you're never gonna perform again. What the fuck is this? What's going I on? Had too much fun. You what? I had too much fun. Brittany, you don't sound like yourself anymore. You sound kind of manly. What's been going on, Miss Spears? Huh? I can't hear you. Oh, we hit, oh, it sounds like we got a we got a technical communication difficulty with Britney Spears as always. She's got to turn that mic on. Cuz she usually doesn't turn it on, does she? She just mimes up there in a big old fur coat. Yes, that's me. Oh, hey Britney, how you doing? It's Britney. Hey, it's Britney bitch. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, how are, are they trying to like get your pills in order or something? Yeah. So, Brittany, the time that you spent in that facility, you had time to watch a lot of stuff on HBO, right? Brittany? Brittany? Come here, girl. Brittany. So, did you... You were good friends with Michael Jackson. Did you watch the HBO documentary? Brittany? Yes. What did you think of it? I'm moist. Oh, that's controversial. So... What are you ever going to get on the stage again? I mean, what's going to happen? Oh, Brittany's messaging. She needs those pills. Stat. I'm looking for meds. Oh. So, Brittany. What's going to happen with this career? This is Brittany. Bitch. I'm so horny. So, Brittany, are you going to retire? I'm fucking moist. Are you going to retire, Brittany? I'm fucking moist. You're moist, Brittany. Well, you got a hot boyfriend. I mean, he'll fuck you. So, Brittany... I have a question for you. Are you dying, sweetie? Hmm? Hmm? Yeah. That's the question everyone wants to know. Is the career bit Britney I almost said bitchy Spears. Britney Spears. I mean Jamie Lynn. Jamie Lynn, we haven't heard from her in a while. What's she been doing? She's been making babies. Uh-huh. That's all she's good for. <laughs> She shouldn't go to Alabama anytime soon. This is Governor K. <laughs> no, it's Brittany, bitch. So, Brittany, who do you want to hang out with more, your mama or your daddy? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Mama or Daddy, Brittany? Mama. <laughs> Say it again, Brittany. Mama. <laughs> oh my God, you're hilarious. Um, Brittany, I need you to know. <coughs> I need to know. Are you and Sam going to have any children? Mama. Well, it sounds like Britney's pills have kicked in. They've kicked in, huh? We'll be right back after these messages.